open the doors and have You here. You are present. We thank You for the beauty of the cross. We thank You for Your death that tore that veil so we have that instant access to the holy God that we worship today. Father, we give You praise, glory, honor, declare You the King of all who has all power and all authority. Jesus, You are so worthy because You were slain. And we praise You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Take a moment and greet those around you. Good morning. Well, good morning, everyone. It is Family Celebration Sunday. People, we usually cheer if you're new here. People are like, what's going on? Oh, that's, we kind of do a little cheer. We have this little woot woot. I don't even know how we did that, but that's what we stick with. And we have a little celebration. Today is a special Sunday in which we take time looking at what the Lord has been doing through our church with our children's ministry. Uh, that's usually kind of the primary focus. And we take time just celebrating that and there's a variety of things that you will see today. We have Today is a special Sunday where we have kids involved in every aspect as much as we can, part of the service. Some are singing, some are doing sound and PowerPoint and getting everything set up, serving donuts, eating donuts, and, and a variety of things like that. So we are glad to be here. And I've got this tip this way, because I move around, I don't want to step back too far. If I do, just tuck and turn. Got to remember that. So if you see me do that quick, it's by accident, not on purpose. A few announcements that we have. We've got the Intersect ministry that we have is for those in their 20s and 30s that are meeting often. So we want to encourage you. The first one is Thursday, June 2nd at Matt and Leanne's at 6 p.m. for dinner and fellowship. So if you fit within that category, if you just graduated high school, you're welcome to come to this event. And if you have family members that are in that gap of Age-wise, you know, just let up them know that we have a ministry that does stuff like that. We also have the shooting day, and there's a sign-up so we know how many people are coming for the men's shooting day. We have that, and if you didn't get an email about that, get us your email so we can get you the particulars of that event. It's pistol only for that one. And then also let you know from now on for the rest of the summer, we are having no Sunday school over there second service. Instead, we are having... All the kids be a part of the service. In fact, it is our desire that you would, if you do have kids, have them come first service because we call this big church. They're, they're here. They're a part. It's not like we have, well, we, we dumb it down for them. We have it you know, more advanced for us. No, no, no. That's not how it is. We want families to worship together. And then this summer we get to do that. And we're excited about that. So no Sunday school for the rest of the summer. We'll have different events as you'll hear and see, but you know, I encourage you, bring your children and grandchildren to that. Couple, two more announcements. We have our calendar, our prayer calendar, our missions prayer calendar. Grab that on your way out. Put this where you pray. Put it in your Bible. Keep this with you. Each month, each, each month we put this out, and each day we have a color coded based upon that verse in Acts, based upon the locality of the different types of ministries that we have. 
So be praying for that. And also women, we, uh, we got this finally done. And pick this up if you can. These are different verses from different people. And statements. so ladies, this is for you in the basket right there. We have plenty of them. And uh, grab those on your way out. I think that's all the announcements. And if you're, wow, I'm not used to doing this. If you're visiting, we have these yellow sheets here. Fill this out so we know that you're here. And if you um, changed your address or email, please fill this out. Those watching, give us a call so we can get a hold of you. And also the pictures that we took Easter, we finally got those categorized. So again, call the office. We can email them, get those to you, your family photos that we took. Awesome. All right, celebration. I'm glad that we have many ministries that do things behind the background to keep this facility, to keep us going. As we mentioned last week, having Carmen here for 20 years, what a great thing that is. One thing that we have that is a part of daily functioning is the ministry of the buildings and grounds. And they do so much for us here as we do things. And because of that, we can do events here in the community. One thing we want to celebrate is a couple Saturdays ago, I don't know if we got any pictures here, a couple Saturdays ago, we had the Rice Lake Safety, used to be called the Bike Rodeo, where kids would bring their bikes and get helmets, and now it's just the Plain Out Safety Fair. We had 10 different agencies here, from the Sheriff's Department, the DNR, State Trooper, Fire Department, Mayo brought their ambulance, the helicopter landed. Was anybody here that saw that? Raise your hand if you were here. Okay, a few were, it was pretty awesome. We had over 300 people here, and we were able to serve them hot dogs and just an awesome event to have this and that guy got really warm in there trust me he did and uh it was it was a great event to just i'm glad that we as a church can not only serve our community during different events that let's say like the tornado we were a big part of that but also fun events you know we have a great location the parking lot ss is right here the highway so it's just a great place that now they're like yeah let's do it at maranatha and uh, even through that when i was dressed up in that i remember um, I always had to have an officer because I can't really see where I'm walking in that thing. One lady came and said, this is the best place to have it at. And then they were talking. And then someone um, mentioned, what, what happens here at the church? And um, someone was able to connect with, I think it was Pastor Aaron or someone, and saying, hey, we, you know, we got kid events that, that go on in Sunday school. So we are very blessed to have events like that here. So let me just take a moment and pray for that. And then we'll talk about two other things that we're going to pray for. So Lord, we thank you for our building and our grounds. It's a, it's a campus. It's pretty large. We have much lawn to take care of. We have a big parking lot. We have buildings. We have furnaces. We have all the different things here. And I'm glad it's not just for us. I'm glad we're not a bakery that has all of this goodies inside and we lock the doors and the smell's out there, but no one can have it. We want to be an inviting place. Two Saturdays ago where we had over 300 people come and just be a part of just learning safety getting free bike helmets getting some food as we got to share and be with them and just also our connection with law enforcement we are so grateful for that I pray that we would be the light on a hill letting people know of your goodness thank you Lord we pray in Jesus name amen we want to also take a moment and pray we want to pray for Texas and its Memorial Day weekend. This is a very significant week in our country that we take time to focus on something very important. So let's just talk a little bit about Uvalde. Horrible. 
horrible. And to have someone who is just crazed like that, a madman, just do horrific things, taking innocent lives is something that breaks our hearts. So I want to take a moment and pray as a church for those families and for the churches down there. And we want to pray that they would be able to just be comforted by God and the churches would be able to reach out and share the mercy and love of God. So let's, as a church, pray for that community right now. Father, our hearts are broken and sometimes events like this allow us to just be speechless. Because in one part, we are so saddened, we, we just cannot comprehend the wickedness of humanity displayed in such a way, taking innocent lives. We are horrified. Yet, we are grounded in Scripture, and there's a part that I just go, well, of course, we will have things like that. We will have wars. We will have rumors of wars. The earth is not turning to you. The people of the earth are not turning to you. There are many who have disregarded, who are caught up in Satan. So Lord, I, I pray, Lord, we as a church, we, we lift up the families who are broken. We, we cannot imagine. God, I pray that You would touch them by Your Spirit. It says in Scripture, You are close to the brokenhearted. And I pray that today, it's, it's Sunday, churches will be filled more than normal in that area, in that community, in Uvalde. I pray that those preachers would be used by Your Spirit. Spirit, move through them to speak the words that need to be shared. Bring healing. Bring comfort. And may they see that the only hope, the only anchor that they can have in the midst of this tragic event is You, Jesus. Yes, there will be suffering because of sin. There will be crying, mourning, death until You come again. So God, we pray for the churches. May You use them in unique ways. Give them divine ways to reach out and touch families as they have funerals, as they prepare for just all of the the fallout of this. So God, be with them and comfort them. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One of the great verses we all should have memorized. If you don't have it, just in fact, get your Bibles right now. Let's go to it. John chapter 15. John 15, verse 13. Here Jesus is with His disciples and He's explaining what it means to be a disciple. How to remain. And in remaining, we will obey. We will bear fruit. We will have joy. We will give glory. Verse 7. There's, there's a variety of things. And verse 13 is this verse that tomorrow at many services around our county, around the state, around our nation will be saying, Greater love hath no man than this, than that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Amen? So here's just a short little video to help our minds remember the significance of those who gave 
all so we could have our freedom. Our Father who art in heaven, today we remember those men and women who have died in service to our country. We pause to reflect on the lives sacrificed while protecting our freedoms. We confess that most days we are oblivious to the price paid by men and women in uniform and yet we live every day in the freedom they laid down their lives to give us. So today, we recall the words of Jesus when he said, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. And let us not forget that each life lost represents other lives that are left to pick up the pieces. We lift up widows and widowers, brothers and sisters, parents and children of the service men and women who fought valiantly for our country. We ask for your peace and comfort to never leave them. God, we thank you for the lives of these men and women. May their memory and their service never be forgotten. Amen. Yeah, we're a church that prays. Father, we do thank you for this weekend that we have to remember those who gave their lives, paid the ultimate sacrifice to protect this country, to defend our freedoms. They've laid down their lives as an example of John verse, John chapter 15, verse 13. Lord, we know that even this year, men and women in uniform have given up their lives be with their families, as this video reminded us. It's not just remembering them, but we want to continue to pray for their families, their brothers and sisters, their comrades. I have a friend in the military who recently posted some of the comrades he had that have he lost. We pray for those who grieve that. And ultimately, this weekend points to you the beauty of you. Yes, on one side of the auditorium, we do have our American flag. But on the other side, we have the Christian flag. With the cross, oh, the beautiful cross. Reminding us of the true freedom we have in Christ. You gave your life so we could live. And we thank you. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? Amen. Let me get rid of all this stuff here. All right. So grab your Bibles. We are in Mark chapter 4. And we're going to continue to look at Mark as we go through this, even though it's, here we go, Family Celebration Sunday. We want to take a look at this little passage here that is unique only to Mark, as we've learned that in the Bible, in the Gospels, primarily the first three, what we call the Synoptic Gospels, Many of the stories are shared the same, but some give more detail, some don't. Some are fall within the timeline, depending on what that author and the audience. Here we are looking at what I've called the growing seed. Very short, only found in Mark. And it says this, Jesus here sharing. He also said, 
This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, and we talked about that last week. Remember how they just threw the seed down, and some, we saw last week, looked at what was before this, verses 1 through 20, some falls on different types of ground, different types of hearts. A man scatters the seed on the ground. Here he's talking about just a farmer. Last Sunday, the, the one who was sowing was God. Here's just a farmer. Look at verse 27. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed spouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. And here is a great word picture that Jesus uses of one aspect of how things grow and what is happening here. In fact, the farmer only does three things. First, he sows. Three words. He sows. You know, it is hard work getting the ground ready, and sometimes the ground isn't ready, but he just throws the seed out there as we saw last week. Sometimes the, the seed grows just on the path, or the stony, or the, the, the thorns are there. But getting the soil there, sometimes the farmers get soil ready. And the farmer puts out the seed. And then, the next thing he does is he sleeps. Sowing, then sleeping. Then he does his normal routine of life. Here it just says he, what, night or day, sleeps and gets up. Sleeping or waking. He does not cause the growth. The farmer just goes through his routine. Then after it's planted, after it begins to grow, he goes home, goes to bed, gets up, no human effort at all. And that's what Jesus is trying to show here. Then, he sows, he sleeps, and then he harvests. He gets the sickle, and then when the time comes, he harvests it. So what is Jesus teaching in this short parable? It's interesting, we will learn later that parables, um, unfortunately, have different titles because even those titles throw people thinking that's what it's about like some people say like some revivals might say the secret of the seed there's nothing secret about this here and even this one in the middle ages was taken to extreme measures of what this was about what is he teaching in this short parable i think there's two things number one we must trust god we must trust god disciples the crowds they're waiting for the kingdom of god the messiah is here he's got his disciples now let's let it happen free us from the roman empire the kingdom of god is here let it happen but you cannot force growth of the kingdom of god with human effort this might be slow disciples Look, it even says here, first the stock. Oh, come on, come on. I, like, for instance, I just saw in my freezer the last batch I had from Mumson's last year. I'm like, should I eat them now? Oh, it's almost a month. Oh, okay, I want to eat them because I want those strawberries, the fresh ones. First the stock, then the head. Come on, then the kernel. We gotta, we gotta wait. It's slow. The kingdom of God will come 
Don't worry. Trust God in the process. Just as the earth produces growth on its own, God's design, God's design in all of this, it will happen. The kingdom of God does not depend on human effort. Yes, we have our part. And we'll talk about that a little bit today and aspects of it. But ultimately, trust God for the growth. The kingdom of God contains within itself this ability to grow. The gospel message contains within itself the ability to be the growing element. Our role is planting. Our role is getting the soil ready and throwing out the seed and then trusting the Lord. Trust God's timing, God's way. This can be frustrating for some of us. Yes, we have a responsibility to do our part, but remember that most of the results are not dependent on us. It's God. Trust God. Anybody, this is the newer one. I was trying to find the old one I had. Frog and Toad. Anybody read these to the kids? Right? All right, yeah. After I finished this, it was on Thursday, I was like, wait a second. Isn't there a Frog and Toad story? where the toad goes out, plants the seed. Did anybody remember this one, the garden one? He goes out, plants the seed. He's all excited. Toad is all excited, but then he becomes impatient. He plants him, he looks at him. Like even some of the pictures here. He's like, look, I'm on the ground, I'm waiting for him to come out. Grow! He tells the seeds to grow, and what happens? Nothing. He even commands the seeds to grow. Nothing. Then Frog, his buddy, comes by and goes, what are you doing? They're going to grow on their own. Don't worry. What does Toad do? Does he go home and sleep? No, he stays up all night. In fact, there's a picture of him. He gets the candles out, reads them a story. Says the next day, he sang songs to his seed. The next day, then he read poems. He gets out his little violin, or maybe that's a fiddle, starts playing songs. He looks at the ground, he's like, what should I do? They must be the most frightened seeds of all. He's so worried, he falls asleep. And then, frog comes, Toad, Toad, wake up! He wakes up, and there's a little green. They're growing! He became impatient. Trust God's growth in the lives of our children and family. So this little parable, this little story, is kind of hard for those of us who are parents and grandparents. Because we want things to happen right away, right? We want them to grow in Christ, do awesome things for the kingdom. In fact, the first words I said to Kaylin as she came out and they washed her up and I held her, my first full sentence was, we're going to change the world. I have high expectations for you and me, right? Let's do it. You're one day old. Let's do it right now. We must do our part. Teaching and instruction, sowing the seed of the Gospel. Then we must be patient. Waiting on whose work? God's work. I don't have to dig up the seed to see if it's growing. I'm surprised Toad didn't do that. He did everything he could. Come on, get these seeds growing. I don't need to dig up the seed to see if it's growing 
impatience can be destructive. Let the Word take root in our families' lives and trust God. Yes, create the right environment. Not stony ground. Trust Lord. Let the Word and rest secure that God will do His work. He is responsible for how the crop is ready to come and grow to maturity. Number one, we must trust God. Number two, in closing, be encouraged. God's forces are at work in the lives of people, in your children, in your family. God's design in the growth purpose will be fulfilled. The process is there. It's going to happen. Trust the Lord. Do this often. We have high hopes for the outcome. Be encouraged. Even though you don't see it now, trust God. He's at work. It may take time. Kids are at different stages of growth. I've got four daughters. They're very different, which is awesome. I've got to trust God in that. I can't hurry the growth by worrying, by fretting. I can't demand instant results. Trust God. Go to sleep. Wake up. Do your routine. Harvest will come. And the final harvest of the kingdom of God will come and we must trust God in what He's doing. So today what we want to do is give you some encouragement. God is at work here doing great things. So Pastor Aaron's going to come up, share some stuff. Pastor Tony's going to come up and we're going to celebrate what God is doing here at our church. Good morning. Um, we just wanted to, uh, when planning this Family Celebration Sunday, we wanted to give you um, just a look into uh, our school year because we take uh, the summer off f um, in some ways as far as regular ministries go, but we, we kind of jump into different ministries. We have VBS and the youth have many different trips, uh, but we just wanted to give you uh, just a glimpse into uh, kind of a year in review. So we'll start with Sunday school for uh, this year, we went through, the kids went through, um, uh, the kindergarten through uh, fifth graders went through the book of Acts. And um, our, our kind of our main focus was seeing how, how the church started and how we are a part of it, are a part of that same church. Actually, uh, my sister was visiting uh, while we were teaching and she has two uh, young boys um, and my nephew, who was three at the time, I had, I had just taught on Pentecost that morning, and they had, they had come to watch Uncle Aaron teach Sunday school. And that night, he was in the bathtub, and I hear in a, a shrieking yell, the church is not a building! <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's, that was our goal for the year, to teach that the church and how it started, it wasn't because they had a big, beautiful building. Paul went everywhere and spent time proclaiming the gospel. And I would like uh, to take a minute to recognize uh, our Sunday school leaders. So if you uh, taught Sunday school, would you please stand so we can uh, honor you, please? Like, up. Stand up. Um, I wouldn't be able to do it without my leaders. We had a wrap-up meeting um, several weeks ago, and it was just fantastic to see um, their love for the kids and their love 
for God's word. So that was Sunday school. Another uh, ministry that we do uh, here at Maranatha, it's actually one of our biggest ministries, is uh, Awana. And on Wednesday nights, our, our, on Sunday mornings, our children's ministry is about 50 to 55 kids. Um, this year for Awana, we had 90 to 100 kids uh, coming each week. And uh, a big part of that is, is uh, this church's commitment to the family. We are one of the only churches in Rice Lake to offer anything on Wednesday nights for kids, um, which I think speaks a lot to you guys as uh, participants. We had probably, we, and to have that many kids, we had, I think, what, like 40 to 50 different volunteers, um, which was great. So if you served in Awana, would you please stand so we can honor you? And uh, in our Awana program, we, we realized that um, we, we had we'd found some curriculum that we didn't really uh, particularly like so, um, for our Sparks. So um, Amber Bay, who is our Sparks director, and Julie Mine and I talked like, well, let's, let's teach something that's very foundational but still has some depth. So we actually went through um, the attributes of God. Um, and so each week, um, I would present, or uh, Kevin Freitag was, was my fill-in, he would present a different attribute of God, and we would teach on how God is love, uh, mercy, justice, grace, but we also had to focus on how God uh, is wrath, and um, some of the harder attributes, and uh, we had a great time. The kids learned 21 different attributes of God um, throughout the year, and I have asked Elijah Herringer to come uh, share some of them with us. Come on up, Elijah. All right, you ready? You sure? Okay, we got some big words that adults might not understand, so I've asked Elijah to explain them to you. All right, so Elijah, what does it mean when we say that God is holy? He is separate from sin. Very, very good. All right. You ready for the next one? All right. What does it mean that God is omniscient? He knows all. Very, very good. All right. Now, this, this one, only I think one of my leaders knew the definition to before I started teaching it. So, Elijah, what does it mean that God is immutable? His character never changes. Very good. His character never changes. You can have a seat. Good job, Elijah. So those are some of the things we taught. We would, we would take an attribute, just learning who, who God is. And it was a great year um, for myself, for my leaders, uh, and for the kids. I thoroughly, thoroughly uh, believe that. And we've been able to see um, some fruit come out of that. Um, one of the bigger ministries we're looking ahead to that I was reminded on Wednesday is only in like three weeks, uh, is Vacation Bible School. And um, for this ministry, I need you guys because Vacation Bible School is one of our biggest platforms for evangelism because we make a joke about this, but we're, we're going to be putting a sign up this week and a parent, a parent from the community, this happens just about every year, will drive by, see the sign and said, hey, VBS 930 to noon. I have four kids I can drop off and get a lot of stuff done. They're not, most of the time, they're not believers. And um, they view it as a chance for babysitting. But I can assure you that it is far from just 
babysitting. These kids um, get the gospel for two and a half hours through different avenues. So I'm actually going to ask if uh, kid, if you are a kid or a teenager, could you come up and help me with something very, very quickly? So if you're a teenager, please come up here. Come on. All right. So what I'm going to ask my, the kids to do is, can you go hand those out to people? Hand out these postcards. And if they say they don't need one, they're lying to you. Um, so go hand out some, some of these um, postcards. And this is an opportunity for you. I know some of you have already picked these up, but these specifically, the ones I'm handing out, are for you to give to somebody who would not otherwise come. Um, this is... Uh, I. I cannot encourage you to put it in anyone's mailbox because that is illegal. But it's a great opportunity uh, to get to know, and even to get to know your neighbors and to get to know other people in the community. There you go. So I think that's all of them, Elvin. Oh, oh, there you go. She's got two. All right. So if you don't have a VBS postcard, raise your hand so the kids can get one to you. I think we're just about maybe in the back a little bit. All right, and before um, Pastor Tony comes and shares with youth, I just wanted to give you a, a little insight as to what our week looks like, and we, uh, we picked a theme this year. Uh, uh, we're gonna, going to Australia just for fun, but we're learning how God is our guide. There's a lot of things that want to guide us in this world, and uh, a big thing we want to communicate to our kids is that God is the one who should be doing that. Um, so we have a, just a short trailer, I believe. Ready? Hit it. visiting with us or new to our church family. I'm Pastor Tony. I get to work with the teenagers. 
and love on them and their families. And um, one of the goals that we have today is to strengthen that connection that we have between the adult generation and the not-yet-adult generations here at Maranatha. And we do value age-specific teaching. That's why we do Sunday school for kids and youth and Awana and youth group. But we also really do value worshiping together and growing together as a church family, too. So, so that's just, you know, I just really want to encourage you this summer, if you have youth or children, and uh, sometimes you maybe find it hard to have them in this space with us on Sunday mornings. Just want to encourage you along with the other pastors that it's worth it. It's worth investment, and we, we welcome that. We welcome a little extra noise and chaos on Sunday mornings, especially during the summer months when we're uh, not doing Sunday school and we want to worship together. I want to say a huge thank you as well to my uh, leaders that I have been blessed by, both in youth Sunday school as well as in youth group. It's, a, it's an amazing, wonderful team of adults that faithfully and sacrificially serve and the Lord, through using their gifts, loving on students uh, week after week. And uh, it's, it's tough work because um, elementary kids sometimes give you hugs and uh, they're happy to see you. But youth, not always. Sometimes they, they're a little harder to work with. But we do have a lot of fun together. Um, and my wife is one of the volunteers that I lean very heavily on. And uh, she is, is an amazing partner in ministry. So a huge shout out to, to Michelle for all of her work, uh, helping with the youth ministry, supporting me administratively and the youth ministry, just using her gifts in a variety of ways. Um, she's not here today. Um, they're down in Kansas. Uh, but uh, yeah, just really appreciate all that, that Michelle does. And part of that is uh, we've together worked on putting a little highlight video, a little rewind video for the year. So we're going to play that in a minute. Um, but I wanted to highlight a couple other things before we get to that. Uh, Middle school, um, Sunday school, I want to highlight a couple things from Sunday school, because um, that's not uh, really focused on in the video. The video highlights more of our events that we do throughout the year, as well as our Wednesday night programming. Uh, but for youth Sunday school, we have middle school and high school Sunday school. For middle school Sunday school, they've been going through a curriculum um, that we've kind of combined or, or made uh, using Bible Project videos. So how many of you are familiar with the Bible Project website? If you're not familiar with it, I really encourage you. I mean, it's great, great videos that help, help people understand the Bible and themes and keywords in the Bible. But they have a series of videos that they've created that go through every book of the Bible. And they give you an overview and they have a little poster that goes with it. And so the youth in the middle school program have been going through that. So the eighth graders this year who have just finished, uh, they, will have, they have completed going through all 66 books of the Bible. They've gone through the entire Bible, um, an overview video with everyone. They have little quizzes that we've put together for those, along with some biblical literacy quizzes. And part of the motivation for this curriculum is we've called it a path toward biblical literacy. Uh, many older generation, many of those who are in older generations grew up with a privilege in this country of, of having a basic biblical literacy, a basic knowledge of the Bible and the stories of the Bible. But less and less is that uh, common for um, our younger generations. And so part of the goal of this curriculum is to provide some of that, to kind of come alongside parents and help provide some more basic Bible knowledge understanding. So every week they have a little uh, biblical literacy quiz as well that, uh, that the students go through to just try and help them understand some of the basics of the Bible story. So that's our middle school curriculum for, for youth Sunday school. And then with the high school this year, we did something new. Um, it was a, a careful thinking video series. Um, and we spent the, the year working on developing these critical and careful thinking skills as Christians. 
Christians who want to love the Lord with everything about us, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And so as part of that, we want our minds to be engaged. We want to think carefully and deeply. And as, as Pastor Aaron said as well, there's all sorts of guides in this world that are wanting to guide our, our young people. And they're not always very reliable guides. And so we want our youth to be critical, careful thinkers in the world, but also here. We don't want them to just blindly listen to anything that they hear. We want them to think carefully, and we want them to, to look into this word here and compare it to that. Um, is what I'm saying on a Wednesday night or on a Sunday morning or what Pastor Cody is saying or Pastor Aaron, is that, does that line up with the scriptures? We want to be careful thinkers. So we spent the, the year in high school, youth Sunday school, working on this, developing um, these careful thinking skills, learning how to discern between objective claims and subjective claims and learning how to evaluate those claims based upon the support that is given, looking at different fallacies, different uh, careful thinking mistakes that we, that we might be uh, vulnerable to make. And so it's been, it's been fun. We've had some great discussions in that class as well. And a huge thank you to the, to the leaders that have been a part of that. A lot of times on Sunday mornings, I'm busy helping out with some things over here, maybe announcements or other things for second service. And so we've had other leaders who've been able to kind of take it and run with it. And then I come over and jump in and join them over there. So I just wanted to highlight a couple of those things before the video. And then the last thing I want to highlight is uh, we've been doing this uh, Bible chapter challenge, we've called it, in, in the youth group on Wednesday nights where we've encouraged the youth, um, starting in February, to be reading the Bible. And we've done some different challenges. Each month has been a different challenge. And it's been, I've done, we've done different things over the years, and this has been the most um, effective, I guess, the most, uh, it had, had the most engagement. Uh, to give you an idea of that, since February, um, over 10,832 chapters of the Bible were read by youth, leaders, and then in May, we challenged adults, uh, parents, and grandparents to join in this as well. So it's over 10,000 832 chapters of the Bible. It's been just a, a lot of fun, different challenges each month. In May, uh, here, um, as of Friday night, was the end of our May challenge. May challenge was the youth versus the adults, so youth leaders, parents, and grandparents of, of Soul Garage students. We've had about 30 participants this month. Um, the adults here, so nobody knows yet how, it, how it's come, come out. So tonight, or today, is the announcement of the, the winners of this challenge. So the adults read a total of 1,184 chapters, and the youth read a total of 2,842 chapters in the month of May. Yeah. It's been so much fun and hearing from the youth, and you'll hear a little bit about that in the video as well. Um, but I just want to say uh, uh, there's been some youth that have done one or two chapters a month, which is great. It's maybe one or two chapters more than they were doing beforehand, and we're happy for that. There have been a, a, a handful of youth who have been the primary uh, participants in this, doing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of chapters. Um, just, it's been crazy. And, and they're, they're, I've seen their competitive edge come out a little bit. They don't, you know, we did middle school versus high school, and uh, they, went, they went wild with that. Uh, but uh, I just want to say a huge, I made a challenge. Um, I don't remember if it was in April or May, but I said, if you read the entire Bible in a month, I will take you out to, for a meal. And in May, we have a student who read the entire Bible, 1,189 chapters in one month, and that's Autumn Cargus. So congratulations to Autumn Cargus. 
I think her sister Nicole was not too far behind. I don't know the total, but I know she probably read over half of the Bible, at least, maybe even three-quarters of it. So it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I just want to encourage you to enjoy the little video. We've got some highlight uh, uh, pictures as well as some little interview clips from our last uh, week of youth group. And uh, there is a caption that notes this, but uh, one of the students did play out in the rain a little bit before the video, so if she looks wet, she was wet, so... It was like awesome. It was like, I wish it was like see the whole summer because it's so fun. One of my favorite things is to go to uh, districts, fall retreat, uh, what is it, uh, reality conference? Mm -hmm. All those, those are one of the best things that you can just go to. You learn a ton about God, and then you also get to have a ton of fun with your friends along the way of doing it. Oh, 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 
Also, no. going to uh, the like, conventions and stuff, that's a big one too. Yeah. You learn a lot there. Uh, those those events have really impacted me because that's where I remember like a ton of stuff. multiple times. You did it multiple times. I was sitting right there.
go to school so I can keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> the worship team to come on up. Uh, worship team can come and get ready to lead us in our closing songs. But yeah, we just praise God for the work that he's doing at Maranatha. We, we've had several people who've just mentioned over the last several months, like, man, I'd love to know a little more about what's going on in the youth and the kids' ministries. And so hopefully this is encouraging to you to know that what God is doing in in through this this church. Um, if you didn't hear, catch the, what uh, one of the students there said, Logan, um, sitting in the back corner there. If you didn't catch what he said there, he's like, I'm, I may have to fail school in order to keep coming back to youth group. So we have had a few students, when they graduate, they, they, do, uh, they, they start thinking, the wheels are turning, how can I stay involved a little longer? And that's encouraging to us. Uh, but we do encourage them to get plugged in. We have an awesome young adult ministry here at Maranatha as well that's growing, and uh, we encourage uh, those who are graduating this year to get plugged in if they're staying local or if they're heading off to college and get plugged into a campus ministry or a church wherever they're going to be at. So I invite you to stand and join us as you're able as we close our service in a few worship songs. fails me all my days I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head oh I will sing of the goodness of God oh my So
of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Afraid. 
my failures and flaws Lord, you've seen them all And you still call me friend Cause the God of the mountain Is the God of the valley And there's not a place Your mercy and grace Won't find me
please remember that God is at work. And I hope you're encouraged to hear some of the things that God is doing with our kids. So I'm going to try something we've never done before. Could I have every kid that's 18 and younger come up and sit here up on front? Every kid that's that age group, come up and sit up front. All right, kids, come on up. Now, what I want, if you're able to, I want all of us to come up. Well, we kind of can't surround them because we're going to have a baptismal next service. I want us to pray over them so they know that we are supporting them so they would come to know Christ more and more in the journey. So everyone come up and Pastor Tony will lead us in prayer. Stretch out your hand and we'll pray over these children. If you're able to come forward. We thank you so much the blessing it is to be a church family together, to grow together, to, to love one another, to laugh, to create memories, um, to be encouraged by the power of your word. We pray for each of these young people here and those who are not able to be with us this morning. We pray that if they have not yet understood the good, good news of the gospel, that God so loved the world and he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him should not die and have everlasting life. God, I pray that they would understand that good news, that they would repent of their sin, that they would put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ for salvation, that they would surrender their lives to the Lordship of Jesus as they seek to follow after him every day of their lives, trusting that you have a good, good plan for their lives. It doesn't mean it'll be easy, but their path following you will be the right and the good path. Thank you for their parents and grandparents, relatives who have the primary responsibility for loving on them, for discipling them, for pointing them to you, God. And I thank you for the privilege we have as a church family to come alongside parents and partner with them in this wonderful task. For those who have trusted in you, God, we pray that they would continue to follow after you, that you would protect them from the evil one and the many lies and deceptions that this world bombards them with daily that they would hold tightly to the truth, that they would have discerning minds, that they would experience the joy uh, that you have set before them. And we pray the, the blessing from Aaron in number six. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.